0: you're listening to seeking and speaking your truth podcast i'm diane kaiser a functional medicine practitioner holistic health coach breast implant illness recovery expert author of killer breasts non-toxic beauty queen and founder of the chi holistic health institute i'm joined by my co-host carmen hunter certified health coach trusted health coach mentor wellness practitioner educator and founder of the institute for functional health coaching If you are a warrior or leader on a mission to transcend trauma and toxins and transform it into your greatest superpower, you are in the right place. This podcast will help you get right to the source of your symptoms today to get right to work on how do I listen to what my mind, body, and heart are trying to say and what action should I take now? Because when you do, you heal yourself, you heal others around you, and you heal the whole world. This is the most sacred work you will ever do, facing shadows, smashing fears, walking the messy and magical path back to you and the mission you came here to serve. And we are honored to be your guide. Are you ready? Let's go.
1: Amanda Vollmer, you guys, she's amazing. She holds a a degree of Doctor of Naturopathic Medicine from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in Toronto and a Bachelor of Science in Agricultural Biotechnology. Most of her life, Amanda has taken a keen interest in botanical medicine, self-educating on the topic many years before attaining her formal medical training. Amanda has also sought answers via the energetic healing arts and became a registered Reiki practitioner and teacher, among many other modalities. After much scholarly and independent study, Amanda's passion for the elegant and effective submolecular medicine, known as homeopathy, brought her to study in India under Rehan Sankaran. I may have gotten that wrong. Amanda volunteered for intensive medical program in Northern India, shadowing cardiologists, obstetricians, Ayurvedic, Ayurvedic practitioners, and homeopathic doctors alike. She's fascinating. Amanda is the author of the Healing with DMSO book, A Science-Backed Guide. will help you understand how it works, why it works, and the many ways that you can harness its power to heal your aches, pains, and other ailments on an easy-to-read, friendly way. So with that said, you guys keep in mind that as we get going here today, some of the things that you're going to hear might be I don't know. We're going to say the words a little woo woo for you, right? So what Diane and I would like for you to do is just wipe your mind clean of any preconceived ideas about what you have to say or think about what you're hearing today. Listen with an open mind, because as you start to listen, I think you're going to be absolutely fascinated by what she has to say. It's the opposite of what we've been hearing. So let's bring her in and get started right away. Okay, Amanda, I see you in the note. I
2: just sent you a note here. You're like, I'm not sure if I'm in the right place. So we're going to bring you on. Um, We had 500 people register for this uh, webinar and we only have a hundred person cap. So we're hoping that um, we hit that and people don't miss out on this. But if you did, um, if you are listening to this later, if it's on a recorded line, then you will, uh, we'll talk about later how you can actually hear this later. Okay. And you're going to want to stay to the end because we're going to cover a lot of ground. We're also going to put this in a place to make sure that you have access to it. Okay. Promote to panelists. Amanda, we are bringing you right in Sistar. And then once we bring you in, make sure you get your audio check. You're on mute now.
3: Hi,
2: there, there
1: she is. is. <laughs> hey. hey, we're so excited to have you back. I just did your Yay. introduction, and we are gonna we're gonna dive in, Amanda, because we've had, we had almost 500 people registered just to be here with you today. So I know that you're probably like you do like three or four interviews a week, right? Yeah. Um, I know you're very busy. Um, and so we've already let the listeners know, um, we're here to answer their questions. So we want to do about 20 minutes at the start of this with a couple of questions, Diane and I have had of our own, but have also come in. Then we want <laughs> the listeners to kind of guide this. So we're going to let them ask the questions so that you can give them information. We told them we have a hard stop at six after or mm-hmm. 10 after six because um, we could go on probably for hours. So we Why don't we just say 11,
2: a one hour and
1: 11 minutes today. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Diane, you go ahead and start the the conversation cool. out with the questions that we had.
2: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you guys are asking a lot of great questions out there. I mean, we've got questions about shedding. We've got questions about vaccines or uh, like Amanda calls it. Uh, what do you call it, Amanda? Vaccines. Quack-cines. I love that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about quack scenes. Uh, we're gonna talk about shedding and we're gonna talk about the virus. I mean, many of you guys know that at this point where we are is that a lot of this is a hoax and a lot of this is to instill fear, which fear itself is the virus. So um, if you guys haven't yet heard Amanda's video on shoot on this just yet, I, I just wanted to say thank you and commend you for the work that you did with that, Amanda. The shedding one that you just posted like two days ago because of all the women in their cycles. So I want to just start with that because when I heard that, it was the best explanation that I have so far seen that looks at the entire spectrum of things from a perspective of how we shed research studies to show that how it's how we communicate with each other. So let's just start busting some myths here so people can really shift their perspective because when we can have a shift in a belief, we can have a shift in power by taking action according to that belief. And a lot of people right now are not sure what to believe. So Mm -hmm. can we just start with the hottest one right now, which is that People are getting vaccinated and we're wondering how it sheds and is the virus what's shedding or what the heck is going on with so many women and their cycles.
3: Yeah. And, and interesting. I've been looking at this a lot and um, I'm on a few different forums and I have, you know, even on Instagram, there's some really good posters that are focusing on actual reactions and they go after people on, you know, uh, social media that are talking about, Oh, I just got it. And this weird thing's happening. What do you guys think? And they they're not, Cluing in, but we are and we're gathering that data. And so there's a lot of women and men, not not just women that are having fertility issues and challenges, not only from having it, you know, directly give, you know, being taken the shot um, or, or getting the, the shot, but actually being around people on mass that have and um, that's very worrisome. And, and so The question becomes, what could it be? We know, I mean, from my work and and from everything I've done on terrain theory and the false germ theory, uh, disease does not work the way we've been sold. So we don't have these contagion um, bacterial or even viral uh, issues that come off of you and and attack you. It's, It's just not how it works. So what's important to understand is that we are going to shed toxins. That's, that's really what happens when we have a cold or a flu. The body has to throw off these wastes because it has to regulate very tightly things in the blood. It has to balance out um, the pH. It has to get rid of things that are very volatile to the body, right? That's, that's a basic operating system of the body. So, okay, we've got now this uh, situation whereby all these people around you have had it. What could be coming off of them that could actually affect your own hormone system, or could be so toxic that your body decides to either miscarry, because uh, there's women who have talked about, they, they went back to work, they didn't get the vaccine because they're pregnant, they decided not to, and then they're around all these other women, or mixture and they start to miscarry right away. Mm -hmm. So to me, uh, if you understand that we do have a pheromone system, that we do put off signals to each other, and also what shocks me to no end is that we don't seem to look at the, the knowledge around electrical fields. Um, why do we forget just cause we can't see it? Is that, is that so, so we can't see a virus yet that's real to us, but we also can't see in our, our, our energy fields, but that's woo woo like that. To me, I find that very strange. It must be programming because you can actually measure our fields, um, electrically, scientifically we, it's been done over and over again. And there's a really great book by uh, Dr. Richard Gerber called vibrational medicine that I really recommend that's done science on a lot of these things. And so we have to catch up with the knowledge and get out of a lot of the conditioning that we've been sold. But emanating off of these people is something that's affecting other people and seems to be affecting the blood. Now, whether it is uh, causing purpurea, which is like an internal bleeding, we're seeing that a lot with a lot of these shots. And then we're, we're noticing hormone changes. So even in men uh, having a testicular swelling, Uh, we're seeing. And uh, there's been some uh, discussion around sperm counts being lowered, although that's been an agenda for a long time, lowering sperm counts. Um, I think what's really hard for people to understand is that the individuals at the helm that have been running the show for a long time are not in it for health and wellness of us. And I think that's the hardest part to get around, because there's no way to go to tiptoe around that when you start talking about why would why would uh, anyone continue with a drug or a therapy that's hurting people? Wouldn't that stop immediately? Shouldn't that stop immediately? One death, one reaction, it should be enough. Say, oh, something's wrong here. This isn't working the way we want it to work. We should go back to the drawing board and figure this out, right? that's not what we're seeing. It's the opposite. They they continue to push these things. In fact, Canada bought AstraZeneca's crappy ones that the states didn't want. And and I know people personally that got that one and the, hot, and the ambulance was at their house the very next day. Mm. So, you know, but it was just an underlying condition.
2: Right. I was going to ask you what's, I mean, we're all hearing people saying, oh, it was probably do something that I didn't know I had before. And they're saying that the that the, the stronger my reaction to the vaccine, the more, um, the more that my immune system is being built to it. So the more immune I am. Why is that a myth?
3: Well, because this is a cult. And when people are hypnotized into cults, they will make any excuse necessary to fit the lie into their story. We know this from psychology. We know this from doing um, research on hypnosis. The individual who's been given the suggestion, hypnotic suggestion, will make up the most absurd reason why they did something very odd, right? And I've given that example of the woman with the shoe where she puts flowers in the shoe, she takes her shoe off, puts it on the on the table, and then she's like, she puts flowers in it, and she goes, oh, I just wanted to do that because it looked like a vase I had at home. No, she was programmed to take her shoe off in the conversation, put it on the table, but she made up any story that kind of made sense for her so she could continue along with the hypnotic suggestion, right? So that's all we're seeing. We're seeing excuses being made by, we're talking doctors, nurses, all of these in, in, politicians, they're all part of that thinking because they won't admit they're they're psychopathic in that where they will never admit a cause and effect response, even if they die immediately. You give the shot they die, always oh, an underlying condition. Well, yes, they can't see that. So with this pheromone thing or or whatever's emanating off, we know that it's affecting it's causing menopausal women to start bleeding again. Mm-hmm. And it's causing women to have their cycles be thrown off completely and going into an ovulatory cycle, wherever they are in their cycle, they'll start to ovulate and that throws off every yeah. inner system.
2: I wanted to mention that with Carmen, she sent me something the day after that I had started seeing a lot of these messages over the weekend, this past weekend, and the hundreds of stories, thousands of stories coming in from women. Um, I had su- suffered something so traumatic in the middle of the night, 2am, and I thought, I don't know what this is, but I like, do, I have to go to the emergency room. I don't want to go to the emergency room because I'm not sure what they're going to do when I get there. I don't want to do a PCR test. I still haven't done one of those tests and what kind of things were there. So I just suffered through it um, and took some Tylenol and it, it, the pain did go away, but I ended up spending about $500 on ultrasounds to figure out what was wrong because it felt like what a cyst ruptured. It felt like what felt like childbirth. Mm-hmm. This was last month uh, in the middle of March. And I screenshot and documented all of it. Cause I thought, what if I'm one of those? Because Somebody close to me, um, my well, I won't say who it is. Somebody very close to me that I have been sleeping around has had it, but it's mm-hmm. only been one injection. So that I wanted to ask you about that too, Amanda. And for everybody listening, does it matter if they've had the second of the two? Do we even know anything
0: about that?
3: Well, if that's the two one. Yeah, there. What's interesting is that never before have they fashioned a type of system where there's two or a requirement of more than one. You know, usually it's like, oh, we have the swine flu vaccine, yay! Come get it. Come get your Gillian Bar. Line up for your seizure <laughs> disorders. You know, oh God. Um, but and 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 then we only see it in the in as history. We don't seem to see it in the moment, right? But then we look back and we watch the swine flu fraud of seventy, what seventy six or whatever, and and you see these these stories that they thought it was going to help them, and it destroyed their lives. And oh, shouldn't we learn the lesson or whatever? And we don't. And then the CDC and the FDA and all these criminal organizations continue to pimp their agenda to us and sell it like it's good. Of course, they're going to try to market it like that. Why would they market like, this is going to kill you, but you need it because we have to kill you because uh, we don't like you. And there's too many of you and, but the earth and, but climate change, but, but, but whatever, right. They're not going to do that. They're going to say, oh my gosh, you're going to die if you don't. And we we care about you and your children and your elders. And of course, they're going to manipulate like, that. why don't we know what liars and thieves and conners and, and, and scammy people do by now? Haven't we seen enough of it? So here we are. We have this two-shot thing. Nobody's explained why. Why? Why now? The fir- what's the first one do then versus the second one? And why couldn't it all be, you know, it's, 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 it's because there's something else going on. It's because they're effect- they're doing a genetic experiment and they need the first one, I think, to prime and to open up. And I think it's already doing hormone modulation at that point. I mm, think already okay. I think it's already messing up pheromone signals. And the other thing is keep in mind this is a why'd they bring Fauci, the the con man, in on this, right? Because why'd they kill Carrie Mullis right before this time, too? Why? Because it's very similar to the HIV AIDS scandal. There's no HIV virus, by the way, that's a scam. Right. So, okay, so you have to go deep dive into all these different scandals. And this particular one, they had Fauci at the helm, fake PCR tests, just like now. And the AZT drug is like a regurgitated chemo drug. Mm-hmm. And if you go and look up chemo drugs, right? Like there's protocols after chemo by which you says, do not be around your family members, touch them, right? all radiation will come off of you radiation can cause bleeding radiation can cause purpura radiation can cause hormone damage so it could be what they're getting is like a chemo radiation style effect oh. because they have that that quantum dot luciferase uh hydrogel mm-hmm. stuff which I mean, Bill Gates talks about openly, by the
1: way, Uh it's it's
3: not a, it's not a secret.
1: Um, Stay there for a minute, Amanda, if you don't mind, when you just said that about radiation. So, um, you know, many years ago, I had a friend that, um, you know, went to have her her thyroid radiated, right. And I remember her saying, I'm gonna be locked in a room, no one can see me like some crazy person. This is 20 something, 21 years ago, something like that. And she they literally slid her food through the crack in the door, right? So yes, that was, I mean, that's been going on for years, right? Radiation therapy on the thyroid to kill the thyroid off, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. One <laughs> of our master me- me- uh, metabolic regulators, let's just knock that thing right out. Yeah, who needs um, it? And I, I remember she said it was one of the most traumatic experiences she had because when she came out, it was almost like people were afraid to be around her.
3: Mm. And
1: this was not a pandemic, pandemic situation. It was just one person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, the, and
3: that's it. Yeah, that's radiation. And that's why they do that, because it can affect others around. So I'm I'm thinking they it's it's related. And if we were to now there have been even tests that they looked at the test and they had the spiky bits on it, which are part of the quantum dot. The quantum dot is a pokey thing with the luciferase on the end that where it glows. And there was a a, a couple of women who took that had that particular test scraped off the bits turned off the light had a fluorescent light and they were fluorescing uh so i it must have something relatable to to that or maybe those individuals they've had been tested so many times then they get the vaccine then everything lights up because this is um do you remember the original batman movie i always you know little Things that that God sticks in your head. File that, you know, Mm -hmm. like in Hollywood.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. Where you're like, they're giving you information here. They're giving you some some clues. And one of the clues was when the Joker was saying how he was making them all do that weird smile, creepy thing. When people were having either a combination of toothpaste with shampoo and another product like a face cream, right? So it wasn't just one. Item that would cause the problem. It was all, it was three of them together would do the effect. Right. And that always stuck with me. And I'm like, here we are, we're, we're, we're at Batman and we're like, we're having layers of poison so that this whole thing unfolds inside of these people. Wow. That's the, you know? tr-
2: there's a trilogy that you just reminded me of that we're talking about when Mark Steele, interviewed him on our first episode and we're bringing him back for part two, just like we are with you on like how to take action and how to protect ourselves it's like this trilogy is it's, it's why it's so hard to track and it'll be impossible. Like, I don't know if we'll ever get a hundred percent answers. And I think that's what people are searching for is certainty that they could point their finger at it being that one thing when really it's like the, 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 the heavy metals and these things that we're inhaling and breathing in and, and applying to our skin, the nanoparticles, those become part of our body. And that draws in electronic magnetic frequencies that then causes a viral response to the toxic load. So is that what you're referring to, Amanda? Like the, the toxic load that being injected inside of us and that our body is responding with the virus kind of thing?
3: Well, we. I mean, there's no, it's not how virology really actually works. When you're toxic, your body's somatids or microzyma or your own cells will pleomorph and change depending on whatever the, the the item is so say it's a poison um, from a metal you might actually get parasites a lot of people have parasites because of metal poisoning th- that they tend to like that um but if you're trying to repair cells you could create a smaller particle or a breakdown pr- particle uh, that has nucleic acid you know enveloped so that it will go to an area like a toolbox and repair it we know that from gaston nason's Um, and his somatoscope that that 16 stage cycle, there is an aspect of that cycle that uh, it makes a nucleic acid pouch for repair of cells. Then we also know there are particles in the body that remove waste and break things down like a solvent. So some people call those viruses. We also know that when bacteria are shocked, uh, either fast shocked or or slow shocked, they'll create different forms of themselves to preserve their DNA or RNA material, so that they can grow back later, because they're actually vital to life in our cells, right? So then you have phages, and you have these pla- these different um, uh, plasmid pouches that are created that protect that material, genetic material, so later they can go back, go into a cell, reproduce, and make the lineage back again. So we have all of these cellular aspects that are involved in are very uh, complicated and alive living bodies, right? We have all kinds of life forms in our bodies that are there to do jobs and not to cause disease. And this is where the cause and effect always gets flipped around. It's saying, well, we're going to float, something's going to float through air, you're going to just randomly catch it and then you're going to get a disease. It doesn't work like that. Yes, you could make those particles in response to those toxins. And depending on the toxin, it will do it in the, the particular way it needs to do it. And yes, the waste of those those actions will come out of you one way or another. And you could collect some of that material and say, Oh, look, you know, you have this disease because we found this nucleic acid material there. Right. But they're missing the point. That's the effect. That's the end result of the detox cycle. They're blaming it as the causative result of the de- of the disease. So it's true
2: definition of a narcissist.
3: Yes. Yes. The true. Exactly. Def- it's projection. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so yeah. we're seeing it on mass now, right? We're really understanding the, the mental psychosis of uh, humanity or whatever these creatures are that have yeah. been gaslighting us for a long time.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like the, um, you know, I always tell people, you know, whenever you get a diagnosis, you're not really diagnosed with that problem. It's a symptom of a deeper problem, a bigger thing, something you can't see. You know, cancer is a diagnosis, depression, thyroid problems. Those are all symptoms. I mean, they're all symptoms, but people are diagnosed with these problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And -hmm. so that's where it stops. You know, these are symptoms that are coming off of people. of something that's supposed to happen to help them function better. Is that correct?
3: Right. And guess what? If you prep your body properly, you eat right, you you detox, you live well, uh, you don't poison yourself, you don't get those symptoms. So therefore, you don't get those disease states that they're saying you don't get colds, you don't get flus, you don't get cancer, you don't get any of those things, because those are all results of your body's normal, healthy mechanisms trying their darndest to fix something that you did to it. Right. And it's not like, oh, you just randomly caught it because of genetics. I love that, that they love that excuse. It's genetics, Mm -hmm. just genetics, you know, or it's just a virus that they always have their their handoff patsy for why that thing happened because they're so clueless as to how the body works. They need their stories. And then they tell the stories to the, to the patient who looks up to them kind of like a God and doesn't question them and, and, and doesn't question their, they went to school for eight years or whatever. So they should know, right. So they just assume that they, that they're correct. And that's where the whole farce just gets, you get stuck in this yeah. big fat lie and now it's time for scientific revolution and that's where we're at because guess what they played their hand and they they showed their cards and you can't unshow that we see who they are now we know well, the game's up so they're either going to have to push all the way into their great reset and culling the herd and, and you know their microchipping programs and their communist and whatever par- thing that they're doing and succeed at that or they're done because we will overcome and we will we will take them out and so it's this is like the biggest war we've ever had as far as, you know, uh, technology being involved in these sorts of things. So, it's,
1: yeah, it's yeah. not Very a matter of if it's coming.
2: It's already here. It is it's here, here. Yeah, it's yeah. here. We're in war. We're at war. It just yeah. doesn't look like guns and, and tanks. It's
1: a the, no. the injections kind of
2: war. are the, the tanks. <laughs> you
3: yeah. just have to read uh, 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 Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars, that leaked document that discusses the the third world war, which is fought, it's a psychological war and it's using a fake pandemic to scare the masses into behaving basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. so let's back up for just a second. Cause I, I know, you know, what we put in our subject line of course, you know, to grab people in cause so we wanted them here.
2: Oh, she froze. You know, oh, oh, there hold on. You, you froze for a <laughs> You're second. You're back sermon. now.
1: You're back. Oh, did I? Okay. Sorry. Okay. So basically, you know, in, in our email, we said viruses aren't contagious and and people, because the, the big question here is, is like, how can you say that? You know, how can you say that viruses aren't contagious and how can you say that they're not dangerous? So can you just back up and give us a real quick briefing for those people who haven't heard the first podcast about where viruses were created? Like the, you called it the hundred year um, hoax or something like that when you were talking mm-hmm. about the origin of all of this?
3: Yeah, well, you can read T.C. Fry's in you know book, or you can also watch him. You can look him up, and he talked a lot about contagion myth. He was one of the big voices uh, back in you know the seventies and. Um, trying to say, look, there's, this is all a lie. This is not how we, we don't catch these diseases. And also the nurse Florence Nightingale also figured out that these things are not contagious. And she was very vocal about that. She realized that um, you could rebreathe toxic waste that comes off of uh, another person and you could uh, recycle that and get sick from it. But other than that, uh, once you open the window and got clear of the gases coming off, that people would heal. So it's not like there's some sort of bug and it's going to infect just that tissue just at at that time, even though there's millions and millions of variations of of microbes everywhere on us, in us, on the walls, you name it, they're everywhere. Only that one goes in and gets that (laughs) tissue, you know, and just in that time, you know, it's it's all crap. It's such bullcrap. And, and, uh, they did studies back in, in, you know, 1918 Spanish flu scam, Ola, and, um, which was the same thing. Let's vaccinate them. They get sick. Uh, let's now scare the herd into taking our drugs, taking more vaccines, taking tons of aspirin, masking up, getting bacterial pneumonia. And then they all die. And then what do we do? We blame the virus. And we rewrite history. They're doing the same thing now. Yeah. And they did studies back then. They took actual phlegm. Um, they had people breathe into each other's mouths. They had all of these different interactions to try to make this contagion work, to try to satisfy conscious postulates. And guess what? Nobody got sick. It didn't work. So we've already done those experiments where we try to take mucus or, or saliva or something from someone who's expressing, put it in another person, and try to get the same results, and it doesn't work like that. The only way you can fake that is if you take diseased tissue – out of a person or phlegm or any any exudate, put it in a Petri dish, which right away you've already altered it because bacteria are pleomorphic. They change based on the the environment they're in. So now you add a a concoction of antibiotics or maybe you add uh, cortisol or maybe you add some other kind of medium to keep them where you need them to be. Then you um, take uh, that tissue and all that waste and you inject it into somebody, into their brain, into uh, an organ, then the body will be go through an alarm and it will immediately start to have many of the symptoms of of a detox, which is all all of these symptoms are. So you can make it look like it's similar. It's a similar expression. So you can try to fake it. That's what Pasteur did. He faked a lot of these diseases by just causing nervous system disorders. For example, rabies doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. He made that up. He created that monster, um, and he injected rabbit brain into dog brain and caused frothing at the mouth because he caused a nervous system reaction. Of course, the dogs are going to froth their freaking mouth. Look what you just did, (laughs) right? And then there. And now I present to you rabies. You know, like ooh, it's literally magic show. That's it. I have a question about.
2: I have a Mm -hmm. question about that. And then I want to get into everybody else's questions so we can start talking about the action we can take Um, with respect to, I mean, we've got Epstein-Barr, we've got HPV, we've got herpes, we've got all these viruses before that doctors, Western medicine, I should say, has been uh, trained to test, right? Testing on labs and especially Epstein-Barr. I know you've probably heard a lot about that one too, Amanda, like, oh, I have Epstein-Barr and that's the main reason for my symptoms. And that's where they stay. And then they put themselves in that box at Epstein-Barr because the God doctor told them so. Um, and that's it. You know, there's nothing else they could do. So how can it be with all of this testing that somebody would get a diagnosis of having a virus? Like, how could it be that maybe a whole household, let's just say all of them have Epstein-Barr or the whole household has herpes. I mean, I've struggled with uh, herpes one when I was a kid, but I was told I had herpes two. And so for 20 years, I told my partners I had, a, I had herpes two before I mm-hmm. had sex with them. And that was just a shame bomb later to find on my medical records. They just told me I had two, but I really had one, which is what 90% plus the population has. So my point is how are they diagnosing these things? Cause I know it's not correct because I've been through the ringer with that too. How do they do these tests for, for COVID, the PCR tests, the antigen tests, the blood tests, and they're coming up with that you're positive? Like, how could that really be? Is it, a, is it a conglomerate of toxins that then shows up, or is it all just random?
3: Well, so think about So, you're not going to get Epstein, everyone in the household getting Epstein Bar, for example. So, you know, you're not going to get everybody go to a chickenpox party, get chickenpox. You're not going to get everybody who has that. You're going to get maybe a percentage of people who will get or appear to get something. But keep in mind, if you think that that's what's happening, that's what you see, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you think You send your kids off to a chickenpox party and then little Johnny three weeks later gets chickenpox. You think it's because he went to the party. But really, it was because that's the age in which when you're fed crappy proteins and you're not given the proper nutrition to like magnesium, for example, to function that breakdown of those crappy proteins those acidic proteins through the liver properly, you're going to get an expression through the skin. That's just the way it goes. And also, you've implanted or imprinted on little Johnny there that he's going to probably get it. So go to the party, get the disease, come back because you want it and his his mind will start turning and you know combined with other factors then he could actually manifest that we know our minds are that powerful to manifest it so what i'm my point with that is that don't throw out the all if you're a good scientist you look at all possibilities you don't assume anything right so so contagion can be all kinds of different explanations and usually it's actually harmonic resonance between fields so as a as an empath i've i've had Tumors, I've had menstrual dysregulation, I've had freaking depression, I've had freaking brain zaps, I've had ovarian pain, you name it. I've had arthritis, I get it from being around people and yeah, you too, and empathizing with them and hearing their stories as a practitioner. I hear all of their stories, I hear I hear them all the way from birth all the way through. And if there's any twinge of it in me, any kind of likeness in me, right? Um, then I definitely zing with it even more and could present with it. So that alone could be what's happening if you're around someone and they have the sniffles and then you suddenly get the sniffles. It all could be suggestion um, and, and belief, or it could be a resonance with the fields, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be the toxin that they're pushing out of them by being sick. You're around them in a closed room and you're absorbing it. And then you take on some of that and your nutritional status is also crappy And so you start to then present similar how they were because it'll be the same toxin. It'll be the same route of elimination. Oh, the same one toxin or conglomerate of them? Doesn't matter. It could be an admixture of it and you absorb it in in the way that in the body has its very familiar patterns and how it's going to get rid of something specific, right? Mm -hmm. So it might not be exact, but it might be very close. I mean, I had this, I had this cough. And you know, and what I find also interesting is season to season, our bodies go through this great sloughing off. And so they're like spraying us with toxins in the air, the food is very similar, what people are eating over and over again, the same kinds of things we're getting into our habits and our bodies and our exposures. And so you're going to get a certain percentage each year, Look very similar to what's coming off of them, right? Because they all did similar activities over the the whole cycle. And now that's coming out of their bodies and they're, oh yeah, so-and-so got that too, you know, with the the scratchy throat and the the anosmia where they can't smell. Yeah, this season's really weird, you know, and next season, it's going to be a different presentation ever so slightly because they ate different foods that year or it was a different stressor or the weather was different. All of these conditions, if you're a good scientist, you have to include all of those factors in your hypotheses. You can't just assume anything, right? And so what's happening here with the germ theory is a belief system, magic show, faulty testing, and the baseline hypothesis being false. So therefore, when you build your scientific pyramid on that faulty base, then everything's wrong above it, right, because the base is faulty. And once you start crumbling that away, everything else falls. So we're building a new base right now. We're remembering actually what it used to be like. We're bringing forward the knowledge that was lost and we're rebuilding it again. And those tests, all they're doing, I mean, uh, Dr. Carrie Mollis goes in and details. Dr. Stefan Lenka goes, uh, explains a PCR test in fine detail. My blog, yummy.doctor, I actually recorded what he, one of his ma- magazine articles that talked about the PCR scam and how, how that actually um, happens? I mean, there—it's just a like a photocopy of a piece of waste from your body, and all, all just because they took that piece of waste made another blot, Western blot of that piece of waste and said, if it matches with this piece of waste over here, you've got this disease. That's all it is. So if you're if you're expressing that piece of waste because you ate ding-dongs and Doritos all day long for weeks and weeks and didn't drink any water or whatever, right? And you start expressing in a specific way. Well, everyone who expresses in that specific way has that set of symptoms. They're going to have that nucleic acid particle coming out of them. And guess what? That PCR test is programmed to look for it. There's probably also a bunch of other nucleic acid particles that they're not looking for. They totally ignore. Blow that up enough times, enough copies. Boom, you've got your disease. Oh, look, we found it in you. Or And that's why people be asymptomatic and they'll still find it because you could still be expressing those wastes, just not producing symptoms so um, obviously, right? right? So you could be a silent carrier. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Love that one, <sighs> right?
2: Yeah, yeah. When I was like uh, 23 and I was told I had herpes, I was, I was like, well, what can I do about this? What can I do with that? I don't want to give my partner herpes too. And I didn't even have it. They just said it was wrong. And I'm like, what can I do? Like, well, we don't know enough about it. I'm like, well, am I, sh- I'm, so I'm shedding. I'm not, I can be shedding when I'm not symptomatic. Yes. And so then what should I do? So I'm technically always symptomatic. So I knew what it meant to be a super spreader 20 years ago and carried that shame for a long time. So perhaps some of us we're woken up a long time ago to the, some of these things and other ones are just learning it. So thanks for being open-minded, you guys being here. I wanna make sure we have time um, to get into some of these questions. Carmen, before we do, did you have anything
1: um, as a transition? No, I just wanna say this too. A, a really a big aha came to me while you were talking, Amanda, because let's just think about how brilliant this is before we get into the questions. This is They've done a brilliant job of this. They've poisoned us um, through the environment, through our food, through our water, through our thoughts, through our programming. They set the stage for all of these these, for decades for us to become a collective absolute disaster when it comes to what we eat, what we think, what we breathe, what we put on our skin, all of that. And then this comes in, right? This is whatever it is they're they're doing to us. And people are like, Well, everyone's getting it. Well, that's because you know, how many, what's the percentage of people that are living a standard American lifestyle? How many standard American people? And it's a it's a great acronym, SAP, right? You just give in to everything everybody's doing to you instead of thinking for yourself. Well, of course, the large population is a standard American person. They're all eating the same way. They're breathing the same way. They're not conscious of what they're drinking. They don't care about what they put on their skin. They don't care about their thoughts. So Mm -hmm. of course, it looks like everyone's getting sick because they're all living the same way, right? We're all catching the standard American diet disease. (laughs) Well, I'm not sick. I don't know anyone that no, I'm lives the, the that way sick. that we do. I, yeah. I haven't seen anyone have symptoms like everybody that lives the way that we that I assume we live right conscious healthy. I haven't seen anybody that lives that way have symptoms or get sick.
2: True. Yeah. I used to get sick once a quarter until I started living this detox life and actually eating real foods literally yeah. once a quarter for two weeks I was down and I thought I just caught a cold like in a catcher's mitt just caught a cold. So um, it, it, it's, it's true. And then I remove my heavy metal fillings out of my silver, you know, my silver fillings. And, and I think that it, it really comes down to our toxic load period yep. in the story. So, um, we've really, got a lot yeah. of really great questions. Any, any follow-up to that, Amanda, on what Carmen just said?
3: Yeah. Um, it's, it's true. It's, it's a belief system that's gotten implanted. It's a not taking self-responsibility. It's easy to pass the buck. Again, you know, it's not just the doctors and, and all the, the cult, the indoctrinated cult, talking like that. It's the people who just don't want to do the work. They don't want to make the changes right in their lifestyle. They like eating crappy. They like poisoning themselves with alcohol, and so they, it's easier to not take self-responsibility and blame some genetics thing or some, you know, bug or whatever. But, you know, I haven't had a cold or flu and I don't even remember. It's been years and years and years. Yeah, me um, too. I, I, why, I, I haven't done one inkling of any of the, what that's ridiculous, mask wearing, social distancing, yeah. any of the, the suggestions that they've done, not one change at all. And I would be dead if it was so deadly and it was so contagious, I'd be dead by now. Good point. I'm hugging and kissing and having a good old time. And they want you to hate those of us who are living free. And so you have to be careful of the conditioning because they're making cuckoo people really crazy. That's the psyop they're doing on these poor people is just unbelievable because they're saying, oh, if we just lock down more, if we just lock down more, just don't go out of your house ever again and we'll be fine. Like that's how they're thinking. They're like, oh, how dare you you know not wear a mask and, and, and go into this like cult belief system and you know, you should die. Like this is then that's that's how messed up they are to the point where they want to murder you. Like you're yeah. supposed to be caring about health and life and, 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 and well-being of, of your fellow man and here you are wishing death upon those who don't believe in the lie. You know, so there's a lot of mind warp going on and it's, it's really hard to watch a psychological operation because it's a doozy.
2: You say, you say people who are believing this right now are either brain dead, brainwashed or part of the plan. And so Mm -hmm. when we talk about projection, I think about this, like the visual is somebody who's brain dead, they're already dead. Of course, they're going to want other people to be dead with them. It's like a projection. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't care if you die because I'm already dead. We've been like kind of the walking dead, like zombies for a while. So this is a, I do believe this is a virus of the mind more than it is anything else. So Mm -hmm. what you just said is a great transition because the biggest question that we're getting right now, um, and I'm going to, I'll just, I'll just ask it exactly how um, a couple of the members here had asked it, um, is as far as people who have been vaccinated do you recommend us staying away from people who have been vaccinated? Because Dr. Vogan said, my parents have been, and it's kind of the same question. If you must be around someone who has the jab, how can we protect ourselves? So basically it's like, tell us all the things. If somebody has been vaccinated, should we stay away from them for how long? Uh, What what kinds of things can we protect ourselves using to protect ourselves if we do have to, or choose to be Mm -hmm. around somebody who has had the jab?
3: Well, I'm personally, i be, I'll be staying away from them. I wouldn't want to be around them at least for. I but here's here's the problem. We don't know because this is different. This is not this is not our usual fare. This is a whole other game plan. So we don't have exactly those answers. We don't know how long it's going to go on for. Right. And it depends on their metabolism and it depends on their ability to detox properly. So I would give it if they if they just got the shot, I would give it at least two weeks before you're really involved or close to them or touching them. Uh, and then I would just do open air kind of contact and making sure there's good airflow so you don't absorb things through their um, their breath. And um, and then just keep your I, my child is not going near anybody for a very long time till I figure this out. My child goes around no one because I have to protect her fertility. I'm done having babies, but she is young and I'm not gonna, I'm not, I didn't, you know, work so hard to have a naturally reared child that (sighs) has never been touched by the medical cult on any level and never had a medication ever in her life. And then have her fertility damage being around some of these people. There's no way in hell. So I'm just, I don't know how long, but in, in her case, it's going to be a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah. And when you and, say you, know, you want to keep her away from people, like if she goes out in the like how, how far away are we talking? Like, is, is it okay if she goes to the park or, you know, outside and distance? Like, what does that look like?
3: Well, we're in Ontario like perpetual lockdown, so they won't even let us go anywhere. So there's really nowhere to go. Um, we have our own little thing that we do and places that we go with people who are awake and people who would never touch that crap with a ten foot pole, and we hang around those people. So okay. we have our social time with awake people. I long ago, I knew the 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 line in the sand was being drawn. And, um, there's going to be the zombie apocalypse for those people. And for us, it's a great awakening. And so I'm moving with the crowd that's awakening. And so why would I want to, why would I want to be around their low vibe? And I'm working on my energy field constantly. I'm trying to, trying to, to invoke light and bring myself to this, this place, right. Where I'm, I'm crisping up my field. Why would I, why would I dumb it down? By being around groups of people that are in the herd. I, I, I wouldn't do that to myself. It's like, why would you allow someone with dirty feet to walk across the carpet of clean carpet of your mind? Right. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I'm at. And I know everybody's not people, I, I'm blessed. I in the sense that I knew early, I understood this was coming long ago. So I got myself in a position where I could live where I work. I could um I'm my own boss. So I don't have to be beholden to anybody. I don't have to be forced into any of these situations. So we're fine. Um, but for those who are, I would just be very, um, high energy in your vibe. Um, so meditation, yoga, deep breathing, pranayama, this type of stuff, I would be taking extra vitamin C, making sure you're getting your zinc, vitamin D, um, Lots of hydration, fasting, um, coffee enemas uh, to, to, to release the, the any of the stuff that could get into the bloodstream. And hormone balancers, make sure your hormones are in a good place. Make sure you're taking iodine. Um, make sure that you're taking boron or borax because that can denature all this nanotech and garbage that they've got everywhere now we're finding even on the masks, right?
1: I'm um, so glad you said that because I started, um, the boron, the borax, right. And I did a post about it. I, uh, um, I don't know when, maybe four, four or five we weeks ago. After we interviewed Mitch, cause he gave uh, me the, was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Cause well, Mitch
2: gave us the, hot, the tub formula. I've been using it too.
1: He did give us a tub. Yeah. So then I yeah. did some research about ingesting it, right. About taking it and, um, found all kinds of amazing research out there. So interesting, Amanda, because you search it on a private engine, right? And it's all about how um, helpful it is and you need to take it. Then you search it on Google and it's a poisonous toxin, yeah. right? I just did that, you know, just to see how far off they were, right? Um, but I'm so glad you brought that up because too many people were like, you should never be doing that. I'm like, okay, all right, you've been on Google. Go over yeah. here and learn some more, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's get into some of the other questions real quick too. Um, since well, I want to I want to yeah.
2: go a little bit deeper into the vaccine thing because um, – it's such a great area. Right. And I, and I know like people who are living, someone commented here um, that they live with their husband,
1: Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie yeah. Burke says uh, my, so if my husband is in vaccinated and I haven't, what's the answer to that one. Right. He's yeah. okay with my decision. And I'm with him but, full-time professor had to do with his job using glutathione, DNC, et cetera. But yeah. And we've got parents like
2: mother-in-law, father-in-laws coming to mm-hmm. visit, holding kids. Like there's just ha. <laughs>
3: If you're past having babies, then you don't, you know, fine. You don't really care about your fertility that much. You'll probably have to just do some hormone balancing. Um, but if you want to have a baby uh, or or be fertile, then you don't want to uh, have sex with anyone who's had the vaccine because uh, their sperm, could, they actually have, I'll pull up the, the article. Uh, there was an article written how the sperm can actually um, make the woman infertile. Um, I saw that vaccinated from vaccinated people so that that's a no-go you want to have i have a friend actually and he's her husband just is asleep and he went and got the vaccine and she, they wanted to have another kid i'm like well you better not be having any nookie for a while because uh he's gonna make you infertile if you if he ejaculates in you so you know this is the plant this is it's actually three generations of infertility is what they're after so mm-hmm. um it'll rewire genetically the next and the next generation as well. like if they if they do succeed in having a sex, you know, if they go to a fertility clinic and they're able to actually have, you know, a child, even their offspring could be infertile. So it's it's demented. What's demented is ha- that we're just still it's still moving along. But we haven't clued in in a year, a year and a half coming up soon enough, and we haven't stopped these monsters. There was an article put out, like, Uh, Bill Gates is certifiable. The guy is like bat shit crazy. Why haven't we stopped him yet? Like, what is happening here? (laughs) Like, I don't get it. Why is he still permitted to go on and on with his nutcase, like theories and ideas? And who is this idiot? Just because he has money, he he can tell us what to do and lock out the sun. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Great doctor. You know, just it's like, at what point are we gonna step in and say, righty then," like these people need to go into the cuckoo psych ward and never come out again, right? Like, because blocking out the sun, dude. Okay, we need the sun for life. Hello, why is this? Why would you even entertain an idea like that? It's and they've already been doing it for decades.
2: The three things we need the most is sunshine to breathe fresh air and to hug each other. Like the things we need the most are all blocked and masked off and caution taped. So I've I've been hearing this a lot too, Amanda, you know, even myself feeling like, okay, well, I'm going to go travel uh, soon here. And I'm thinking about wearing a mask. I used to wear a mask on the airplane the last four years anyway, because I didn't want to be breathing other people's crap anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. So I did it before it was trendy, I guess, but the, the question, a lot of people who have not been masking and who've been really anti-mask, and I would just say more like pro breath, um, are now going, well, now I want to wear a mask. So are we getting into sticky territory now here where maybe it's more about putting the armor of God on and saying I'm immune, or is that also, is that a spiritual bypass? You know, what do you, this is a big conversation that's happening in this, well, spiritual community, whatever you want
3: to call Mm -hmm. it, freedom community. I think if I were going on an airplane, just the sheer amount of antimicrobials um, and germicides they're spraying and, and and putting it everywhere, I would probably invest in a hep, HEPA filter helmet thing to breathe with. That's how far, that's what I would do at this point if I were actually going on an airplane because they are poisoning everyone with these germicides and yep. uh, it's just sick. They're sick. They're sickos. Yeah. And, um, so a little mask gonna do nothing. It's going to do, ab- it does absolutely nothing for a virus. Even if it was one, it does absolutely nothing for those toxins. I mean, you know what, if, if I farted right now, I think I would smell it. I have a pair of underwear on and a really thick pair of pants. So, <laughs> you know, do the fart test. Right. So that's right there. You know, that that's doing absolutely gobsmack of nothing to protect you from anything. It's all a ritual. So yeah, yeah. it's a compliance ritual.
2: Yeah. What about and like they, a grocery shopping though, too, you know, not just airplanes, but people who are going grocery shopping or being around. It's a big enough big it's a big big area.
3: It's a, it's a big enough area. Okay. I, I don't even, I've never worn one once I've, I've been sending affidavits to all the grocery stores that are um, trampling on my rights. And also, you know, they're <laughs> what's crazy is it's discrimination lawsuit every time it's I'm like, you know that's a discrimination lawsuit, right? Like food is an essential service. I need to get food. And you're barring me from getting food and you're judging me because you don't know my health history. And I, you know, it's none of your damn business what my health history is. You don't know if I have claustrophobia, which I happen to. You don't know if I put put that on, I could faint and, and hit my head. That's why why I stopped people coming into my store. I was like, You're first of all, you look like a bandit. I can't identify if you rob from me. Second, if you faint on my floor, guess who's liable? Me.
2: Yeah, so, there's a lot of gyms that are saying they won't take anybody who's vaccinated as, as clients anymore because they're not liability. protected. Exactly. That's right.
3: Yep. So no thanks. See you later, right? So <laughs> it's that's what I mean. The mind control psy- PSYOP is deep because they don't even care how the ma- amount of lawsuits are coming their way, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've off. got a
2: lot of questions coming okay. in too. Go yeah, ahead. Let's, let me go, go ahead. ahead
1: and take, I want to go ahead and take a couple of, let me do some questions real h- quick here, Amanda, for you. Uh, What is the best way to introduce the germ theory to convince folks they've been lied to for many years? If you got like, you know, a hundred words or less, how can people like just say, Hey, this is the truth of things and be done with it. Too many people start to say something about a germ theory or the terrain theory or whatever, and then they don't know enough. So then the person starts asking them questions, makes them feel inadequate. Then they put it, then it's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. So it must not be true. Can you give Hmm. people like a really simple way to explain the germ theory?
3: Well, okay. If you, First of all, I don't usually go in explaining or telling or teaching anything.
1: Mm-hmm. I go in
3: a- asking them questions. Right. So the strategy is to get their brain to turn on because they're in a cult. So if you want to help people exit from a cult, you have to get them thinking. So the approach would be: hey, I was thinking about this. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. What what your thoughts are about this? What can you do you know? Because I can't find any papers on the mechanism by which a virus would get, you know, pulled into your body and then it, apparently it's dead. And then suddenly attached to a cell and come alive. I, I haven't seen any evidence of that anywhere. Do you know of anything where, where they've done that science to show that a dead thing can become an alive thing? Cause I'm having, I've been really studying, you know about the contagion um, myth and the germ theory myth and stuff, and I'm, I'm looking about terrain. And I'm studying these names because name dropping helps people know that there's not it's not coming from you because they're going to challenge you. So if you start talking about, you know, T.C. Fry or Stefan Lanka or Beauchamp or any of these historians who knew that this was a fraud, then it gives another like aspect for their thoughts. Right. So what what I would do is just go through some simple questions. You can ask them and, and let them answer and say, oh, that's interesting, you know. You know, why would you, why you say that or whatever? And, and, and don't do too much. Just don't overwhelm with all these facts and evidence and trying to convince them or never works like that. Right. A couple different things, drop it and go. So I like, oh, did you, you know, I wonder why when everybody's in a room, say one person has a cold and everyone's in a room, why doesn't everybody get sick? Mm -hmm. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it's so contagious,
3: why doesn't everybody get sick? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good, and that you know inquiry, and you're right because if we start firing off, you know, have you read Dr. Tom's book, The Contagious Contagion Myth? Have you seen, you know, Zach Bush talk about blah? They start going, whoa, 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 that's enough. I'd rather just put my mask on and stay away from too many facts, right? Um, you know, yeah. about eight months ago, I decided to stop trying to convince people, and I've been telling my my community. I see a lot of my coaches on here. I'm like, stop trying to convince people of anything. Share information if they ask, and move on. It's like save the ones that want to be saved, kind of mentality, right? Um, and okay. treat them
3: like, ch- like they're children, right? Yes. So what? So when I teach my child something, I have to get her excited, right? I have to get her kind of interested or into it. So if that's important to you, say, because it's a family member that you're around all the time and it's really important that they start to learn because it's going to affect your life negatively if they don't. Then every now and then, you know, just say, oh my gosh, I have something so exciting to to share with you. I'm so excited about it. I just learned this really cool thing, you know, I wanted to share it with you because I thought it would be something you'd be interested in or whatever, or I just have to, can I just tell you? Because I just want, I want to express it because I'm so excited, you know, presentation in how you do that. So then they get that little tidbit and that's it. And it could be the seed that helps them later get another piece of information, but it's it's you have to know the personality as well a little bit too and how they they function if they're very um high-minded or like because you have the hyper-intellectual idiots too right they're yeah. have have IQ but they're st- as stupid as can be because they're st- they no intu- they have no intuition exactly yeah so yeah. they they need facts and evidence in that case right so you would say oh the, i had i printed off a study for you it was very fascinating it was back in the, the spanish flu and they couldn't they couldn't make it contagious. Isn't that weird? And then there's this other study and they did try to make this contagious and it didn't work. Isn't that weird? And then there's this, um, this, this doctor, uh, Wilner, and he injected himself with HIV and he never got HIV. Isn't that weird? You know, and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Great suggestion. So saying what the F are you thinking? You moron. That's not a good approach. You don't say. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. So real quick here, we've got Dr. Bogan says many of us doctors are refusing to treat patients if they've been jabbed. We do not want to be blamed if something happens due to the jab. That's good to know. Good job, Dr. Bogan. Uh, We don't hear a lot of that on our side of the fence. Thank you for your Um, courage. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, So see here, Maria is praising you and we're going to, we're going to tell everybody how to get in touch and how to take advantage of Amanda's amazing brain and all of her great products. But she's saying, I have your DMSO book. I've been following you since last summer, wherever I can find you. I suppose support you wholeheartedly. Hope things are well at home with your business. But the question: any undrip updates? If this is the proper form for that, but yeah, everybody, I showed the book at the very beginning. Uh, amazing. If you want to go ahead and answer that,
3: yeah, we just we're we're in submissions right now. We have submitted our document um, into Parliament now, and it's it's at a tabling. So we're re- it's it's going through readings currently. So we're in back and forth communications and. Um, we're trying to at least stall it so that we can get the definitions hammered down because that's that it's like everything's strategy because everything's run like a, a bureaucratic machine, right? So mm-hmm. they're just doing it, They're going through the motions right now, and it doesn't matter. All the facts evidence, it's it's like irrelevant. It's just emotion. So the only way that the strategy is to say, look, we don't know what the definition of indigenous is. We don't know the definition of some of these terms. So we need to stop not to push this through so fast and and make sure that this is clear. Um, So we're hoping that strategy will stop it. But I honestly, when I look at what's happened with the UN, the UN's already taken over Canada, really. The UN's already got its foot uh, in the door in most major countries. And I don't know if stopping this particular bill is going to stop them from stealing our land. I think they'll either find another loophole or they'll just come in with the army and do it um, under insolvency because the country's bankrupt, right? So they've already sold off all our assets, our land. Um, that's what UNDRIP is really related to is like, is this indigenous idea, but now they can come in with a different way to get the land and steal the indigenous um, land, get rid of the um. Uh, of their treaties so it looks like it's giving them what they want but really now it's getting rid of the treaties so that's their real law and their real protection they can come in the UN can come in and take that land too so that's sort of the main issue so we're still we're still we're not through yet I actually have a call with them after this so I'll find out more at that point too and then we're going to do a bit of a media blast I think after as okay. Well.
1: Fantastic. Um. Okay. So a, a non-related, non-vaccine question here. What is Lyme disease? Is it just a symptom?
3: Well, what is, exactly what is Lyme? Because we know that there is Lyme, people have Lyme ex- types of symptoms from never being bit by a tick, right? So- you have, you have chronic Lyme. So chronic Lyme has no relationship to being bit by a tick, right? So obviously that symptom that set of symptoms is related to being uh, have, usually having a parasite problem, which is related to having a lot of metals in the body, which is related to a lot of sp- specific deficiencies that have built up toxins in the joints. So you get like arthritic um, types of complaints, You're almost like a fibromyalgia okay. with a different presentation. And I I absolutely despise the labels. I really do because mm-hmm. that that's how they've got us in trapped. They they've they've li- made a symptomatology list. Then they put a clamp on that. There's your label that has a specific meaning, and therefore there's the drugs and the procedures and the whatever that they do. That's that's why they needed to do that. I never look at it like that. I don't. Once it's, oh I have this. I have that. I throw that away and I go tell me your history. How many vaccines did you have? How many antibiotics did you have? How many all the way through? And guess what? These people who are sick, they're all vaccinated and they all had antibiotics. Every last one of them. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see them not like, I don't get disease people who have not had that history. It doesn't, it doesn't come. So yeah. we know they, they get us right at birth. They damage us right at birth they also don't tell us how to have our babies properly. They make it into the emergency when it isn't an emergency. They meddle and meddle and meddle like they just get lost. Get out of the way. You're not important, okay? Yeah. Nature knows what to do. God designed it perfectly. Stop poisoning us. Stop meddling. And vaccines are, aren't the greatest thing since sliced bread. They never saved anybody's anything. All they did was depreciate us and and get us to where we are now, where we're too dumb to figure out that we're being bamboozled. That's what vaccines have got us. It's another type
2: of meddling, right? Heavy meddling.
3: I like That's that. That's the truth. Yeah. I like okay. the way your brain works.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, <Sociopath. laughs> yeah. yeah. Terms, terms for sociopaths 101.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Jane, let's see here. I heard on um, Dr. Christian Northrop's video. Yeah. I saw about her picture yesterday on Instagram of the uterus with the linings on the, the ridges on Deciduous. it. Oh, yeah. Deciduous. Yeah, Deciduous. Yes. That um, she said that she's heard that oat straw and alfalfa in the bath can help move the dangerous vaccine particles from the, ba- the body. Your thoughts about that?
3: Uh well, there's multiple particles to consider. There's petroleum products, there's the metals aspect, there's the polysorbits, you know, there's the contaminants, which we don't even know because those aren't going to be on any list. Right. Um, there's a there was somebody who had taken a of um under the microscope, put a vaccine under the microscope and all these microbes moving around in there. So we know they're all contaminated. They don't right. give a crap about s- sterile or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's a great strategy. I love those herbs. I I love botanicals. Botanicals are super duper powerful, super duper free, because if you figure out what's growing around you, you go and you forage for them and you properly wildcraft them and you dry them or you use them fresh. Dandelions, for goodness sake, dandelions are going to help your blood. They're going to help your hormones. They're going to help your liver. Um, They have all kinds of nutrients, right? So The thinking is get your minerals up, get your minerals. Like you can use shilajit, you can use dandelion, you can use herbals to get your minerals uh, and get um, water and and sweating. So so if you do a hot bath and get yourself sweating, a lot of it, most of it really comes out through perspiration and sweat. How many people aren't exercising? How many people are, you know, so sedentary that they're not even sweating anymore? So um, those types of things will help a lot. And then you can use like either natural chelating agents like clays, like bentonite, zeolite clay, diatomaceous earth, a lot of the chlorella, spirulina, a lot of those blood supports, they'll help uh, remove metals as well, Um, cilantro, that sort of thing. So I tend to go there. And MMS or chlorine dioxide solutions are really great one. Electrically, it's like a sponge, gets rid of all kinds of toxins and wastes and things, uh, and damaged cells as well. You take that every
2: morning, Amanda, like for MMS?
3: um MM, just like anything i think it's it's a it, you do it for a specific reason and then you take breaks and then you you know check in with your body and do i need this or not and yes i feel really good when i'm on it so i'm going to continue and then stop take a break and do that sort of thing because we're not meant to use all these things all the time i don't like getting habituated into every anything i like to i want to be living on prana that's what i want so yeah you know, learn how to breathe, learn how to get sunlight on your skin, learn how to drink, you know, suncharged water and how to how to do mantra or how to do vibrational toning or things that are like, even just even just using either a Rife machine or toning or sound, you know, that alone can detox your body. And I always thought, why don't they want you to sing eh, with this whole scam? Like, no, go to church, no singing you know, and, and oh, cause it, you could spray something. It, it, no, I think they don't. I think that gets rid of some of their particles. I think singing and joy and that sort of and dance and sweating and happiness, I think they would be so done if we actually weren't miserable, you know, because yeah, our yeah. bodies naturally will correct a lot of these things.
1: Singing actually stimulates your vagus nerve, right? So, yes. I, mean, I mean, that's one of the things that we need to be healthy, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, you guys, we got lots of questions starting to come in. I mean, uh, of course, at the end of the hour in 11, <laughs> as, excuse me, mm-hmm. Diane wants to go to the uh, 11 after the hour, right? I literally just got a text from my boyfriend
2: saying that his dad is 10 minutes from here and he's been vaccinated
1: right now. No. Just okay. can't make well, this stuff up. Like <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Let's get a couple more in real quick here. Um, good question from Tracy. Since you've been there, Amanda, what's the best way to word to your clients who will not be treating people with the quaxine uh, sign on the door, et cetera. What do you, how do you do that? How it's do you a Great do
3: question. That? Well, I mean, I've, I've basically gone into the private with my business anyway, so I'm not open to the public. Um, most of the clients, they have to go through booking. And, and screening anyway. Uh, just okay. have it in your, um, your, uh, your forms, right? Like if you're a practitioner, you have your, um, your uh, com- informed to consent forms, right? So just work it into your forms and just say, uh, you need to let us know if you've gotten this vaccine. I'm sorry, you know, we will we'll be, we'll not see you in person. We could do, you know, I do a lot of Zoom meetings and distance meetings. So, you know, if they realize they're horror that they've done it and they want assistance and we can do it at a distance, but we're not going to be person, person, you know, yeah. sort of stuff. So you could just put, right it into your informed consent
1: forms. Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, Ed's asking a good question. Can you, what about venereal diseases, Tuskegee and syphilis? Like what, what is, what's, what's up with that?
3: It's well, <laughs> okay. So there's actually, uh, his name's Jeff, uh, Jeff Brown, Jeff Green, Jeff Green. Uh, I'll, I'll give you his link. He talks about venerial disease being a hoax. Um, But uh, basically a lot of it is to do with toxic shame and, and, and sexual issues um, and falls under German new medicine quite tightly. Uh, So often there's a, an impact, a brain, brain turn on impact and then a belief system and then shame. And then this sort of, there's a, so there's a lot of emotional diseases that manifest, um, in the, in the venereal area. Okay. So that could be explained by just behavior. And if you correct that, which I've had, I've had a a lot of cases of these individuals with warts or all kinds of diagnoses and we heal it with um, them clearing a lot of their shame, toxic shame, a lot of childhood um, abuse cases and things like this, a lot of rape cases, uh, crazy stuff that shouldn't have happened. And then also consider the area where you are smooshing your body next to another person's body just by sheer mechanical force. You could easily get cells of someone else's materials onto you for that period of time. The body has to very much regulate self versus non-self. Um, so it will clean that out. Now, if it's a fungal issue, sometimes uh, because you're trading back and forth toxins, you're absorbing toxins, you're absorbing toxins just by the sheer, like I said, the mechanical touching um you could just get the same expression because you're having the same crossover of wastes that you're smooshing into each other's cells right so Uh um a lot of it's related to just uh, that contact of wastes and your body's going to go through the exact same process to get rid of the exact same waste so
2: yeah i think about waste i think about like there's what happens with with, uh, bugs maggots maggots form on top of undigested foods. And it's the same thing that happens when we have undigested things in our side of our body too. So optimizing digestion is really important and not living in fear because living in fear, turns down your digestion. Yes. More bugs.
3: For yeah. adrenal, you know, adrenal issues and, yeah. and then also consider the pH problem. So sometimes your pH gets thrown off through intercourse, just from like having semen sitting there or, you know, or maybe you went to the doctor and then had intercourse. Um, actually, that's a lot of the cervical, the cervical diseases are from, you know, uh, other materials just sitting at the cervix causing localized inflammation. And then the body goes to do the repair work. They, and they go and get a swab and then it's, you know, it's, oh, you have this virus, or that virus in it it's really just your own mechanism coming in to try to heal and repair the tissue. And I've had many, many, many cases of these sorts of cervical uh, disharmonies and use like badge packs and botanicals and uh, correct the pH and it goes away. So, and the doctor's like, Oh, we must've misdiagnosed you or whatever. Like, No, no, no. It's just because the cells were damaged. In fact, they go and they damage the cells more. So I don't even support any of that screening anymore. I don't think it saves much of anything, the Mm -hmm. screening. I think it's all a trap, a honey trap sort of idea.
2: Have you heard of PCR testing for vaginas now, Amanda?
3: Well, they could take any, any piece of nucleic acid from any part of the body Mm -hmm. and make up their little scammy tests. So, which is a technique, not even a test. Right. I mean, you know what, there's a little piece of propaganda that came out said, Oh, you know, the lateral flow saliva tests for, or the, the antibody tests for uh, COVID they're they're really unreliable so you know it's only getting like 10 percent positive so it's so we can't use those tests so we have to use the pcr it's like yeah okay sure buddy he's like yeah. <laughs> you know it's because the, it's riding the pcr lie is is the the numbers right and the numbers are coming from that and that's riding the whole scam so they have to keep those tests going or they have got nothing right they still have nothing there was a there was a whistleblower video that came out and i posted it today on my telegram channel and he's like ontario here are all your hospital numbers here's all your stats no change in deaths actually less deaths no there's no statistic there's no pandemic because you'd have statistics there's no statistics showing that this even isn't anything right so
2: exactly there's a lot of oh, obviously a lot of manipulation when you challenge people i like that was my favorite thing you said today
1: you asked me to drop a link, but you didn't say, you didn't finish the sentence and you said you were going to drop a uh, link yeah. in. So, why don't you grab yours? And I want to talk about Amanda real quick because, sure. I'm, because I want to promote her a, a bit here. Be, well, more than a bit because I'm so fascinated by this cream, Amanda. This peas cream is ridiculous. And let me tell you something I don't just buy stuff, I don't just go, oh, someone says it's great. I read all the reviews about your cream, all of them, <laughs> because of the DMSO, because it has that stinky smell and all of that stuff. And I took this to a party, my, like my family, we've been the same thing. We all get together and, and you know, um, we've had multiple birthday parties. And I brought this with because my boyfriend and I and my mom, we were all having the same pain in our elbow, all of us, same arm, same elbow, what we were talking about earlier, right? When we, we get around people, we spend a lot of time with. So I brought this with, and by the time we had left, I had think I'd rubbed my sister down, my mom, myself, one of my nephews, I think, and my niece, this stuff is fantastic. Um, I've got an order on my way from Canada, so I want to recommend your book, number one. Okay, What's you the guys cream do-
3: called?
2: Peace I'm going to put the link. What is it yeah, called? Peace. It's, well,
1: yes, yeah, it's to her store, Peace Cream.
2: Okay, I'll put the link in here for okay, you guys. Yeah, I just,
1: so, yeah, so okay. you guys, that website is
2: yumnaturals.store. Naturals with an S dot store.
1: And it's in the link. It's in
2: the and chat. It's, it's in the chat just in case you're listening to the replay later and you don't have the chat access. And then you could use Truth Tribe for a 5% discount and then follow the instructions that Amanda just mentioned about booking a call with her so she could teach you about DMSO, which is extremely
1: powerful. I just think you need to buy the book. I mean, but get the consult too, but also having the book, my mom borrowed my book and she bought her own just because she was like, I like to have it on hand for the simple instructions and you're just so just so easy to understand. It's fantastic. So great job on everything that you've done, Amanda. And I just want to say, you know, personal um go girl on all of this. I love that you're now changing your name. You're like ADV <laughs> on YouTube and your post about Bill Gates and you know, whether he and his wife or even men, man or woman or whatever, like that video you put <laughs> up today. And, and it's, he's straight up telling you there's a video of him showing you that they are altering your DNA. It is not a question. It's not a conspiracy theory. He's right out there. It's, it's hiding in plain sight, you guys. So, you know, if some of this was a little bit like what for you, I mean, it's out there. No one's hiding this stuff from you. We're just bringing it into a, a way that you can understand it. We're explaining it in a way that you can understand it. So mm-hmm. Amanda, I have a big ask in front of everybody here. Would you be willing to come back and and be a part of our tribe and, and talk about this stuff and just really come back on a regular basis and help people understand what's going on? Cause you know, you're one of the easiest people I've ever interviewed and Diane and I both, we've interviewed hundreds of people and um, a lot of people complicate things. And what we're trying to do is really give people get back to the basics, learn how to trust yourself again, get, you know, get in touch with your instincts again, and, um, you know, depend on yourself with information that we're sharing with them. So would you be willing to do something like that with us?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love I love our little uh, woman warrior tribe we got going on here. So I'm in. I'm in. <laughs>
1: awesome. Awesome. I put you on the spot. Even if you'd said no, it's totally understandable. Very busy. But we'll be in touch with you to, to set that up and, and really excited about having you as a part of our community. Yeah, thank uh, you. Detox right. and I, right? Detox yeah. and I. Okay, you guys.
2: Um, obviously, with this uh, dynamic duo, we can keep or trio, we can keep going forever. Um, we've got still a lot of questions. We're gonna copy and save those. Um, we have a place where we're going to be supporting you, and um, because these questions are never ending. They keep coming up as they keep throwing new things and new roadblocks at us, and. We're all learning together. Every day, Amanda's learning something new. Every day, Carmen's learning something new. Every day, I'm learning something new. So we're all in this together. And the more that we can come together and share strategies and hold each other accountable, the more we're going to get done. So like we said earlier, when we first showed up today, is that we could all be more intelligent beings by learning the amazing things that Amanda shared today, or we can be intelligent and take inspired action through the radical shifts and beliefs that we are learning here, realizing that we're not alone, that we are soul family, and that we're here to make a difference by first respecting our own temple and then teaching other people the same and how to be healthy with our boundaries. I always say how to be a boundary badass instead of a boundary bitch. And we wanna help you do that, protect you from your practice, protect you from other people who have been vaccinated perhaps because this is truly, we're in this like life or death unknown state. And because it can be very lonely, what we're doing, and we want, we want to invite you to something that that we've been working on for six months now. I think it's even been longer than that, right, Carmen? Yes. Something like that. It's been almost a half. Six years. Yeah, probably six (laughs) years, right? Six lifetimes. But in the last six months, we both just stopped everything. And like Amanda said, she's pivoted. I stopped my other podcast. I stopped working with clients in practice. I said, I can't keep helping people in this way because it would be a spiritual bypass. I got to go direct at the root of the problem. And so we've been pivoting for six months and building and building because we want to start this pyramid from the bottom. That sounds like a bad word, but the, the pyramid, you know, from the ground up, like Amanda said earlier, in order to build, we have to start from the ground up. And we are literally starting over. I mean, we're literally starting over from building what medicine truly is based on what it used to be in 1920s and before before Rockefeller and Petroleum got their hands all over and started kicking out natural Mm -hmm. doctors. Mm -hmm. So we created a community for everybody. And in order for us to hold everybody accountable and to support you, we wanted to invite you to that. It's called Taking Action and Seeking Action. So today, this is a Seeking and Speaking podcast, Seeking and Speaking group. The group that we want to invite you to is a tribe called Action Takers and Change Makers. So a lot of you here, you're leaders, and you're wondering how you could step up to be fierce and courageous leaders, to help others step into their own power. And that's hard to do. Some of these questions you're asking here, what are some of the strategies for answering the question? Have I gotten your shot yet? What, how do I talk to people about this stuff? And that takes a lot of courage. It takes knowing the right language, right? It's not about changing their mind. It's about changing their perspective so that they can discover it for themselves and building a new mind. So today, um, can you put it in the, in the chat, Carmen, in the, I'll put this here for you, I'll, I'll send it over. So what this looks like you guys is we put this together for you. The normal price of this is $59 a month. And there's a lot of people that you might see uh, doing something similar where it's a membership platform. And what we're doing for just a limited time is it's $39 membership per month. And so there's gonna be calls just like this. Like this is one example with Amanda, where we're gonna bring on an expert and you could ask all the questions, but guess what? In an hour and a half webinar, how much can we really do? So we're going to want you to take action after that. And what kind of magnesium is the best? What kind of um, DMSO should I be using? How do I get MMS? What kind of doctor, how do I hire another doctor? There's going to be more questions than there will be takeaways from this. Now, you know, here's some action steps, but then how to take those action steps and how to research it so that you know how to make the right decisions from there and then how to share that with other people. Cause we're gonna probably have to start stockpiling some of these healthy things too. Cause you just never know when they're gonna take those away as well. And we're also offering things like Amanda is offering generously a 5% coupon code for everybody. So we're gonna be just throwing you little nuggets like that with the hope that, you know, Carmen and I have to have to pay for our bills. We have to keep our lights on. We have to keep this thing moving and it's our time. And And Amanda is here as well. This is not something we get paid to do. So this is how we're paying ourselves back for all of the money that we've invested on the time that it takes to research this because we know you guys are busy. So we'd love to have you in this group. We'd love to help you take action and help you to step up to be a change maker in your community. Thank you again so much for being here today, everybody. We could go on for hours and we will but it will yeah. be not today. <laughs> not so today. I put the link, um, in the notes, but again, that link is, um, on my website, dyingkazer.com. Um, and it will be action dash takers dash change makers. Yeah. And for now and we'll send it out and you guys are the, uh, the first ones to be invited. Um, so hopefully you will join us so that we could do our warrior woman trio once again, and go deeper in building protocols, because that's what this is about. Just building protocols and making this habitual because habits plus intention equals transformation. And that's where you get the big hits. Yeah, so a, yeah. we want to help you make some big hits, some base runs, some home runs and uh, continue to keep yourself and your family safe as well as happy and healthy. Because if we're not healthy, then what are we anyway? Right. right. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, thanks, Amanda. appreciate thanks you so you, much. Amanda. And thanks to everybody that was here. Everybody have a great night and we will hope to see you inside. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Bye everybody. Thanks Amanda. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If this episode moved you and you're seeking community, courage and clarity to help you take massive action now toward health, happiness and freedom. We'd like to invite you to join our transformation tribe. Just go to DianeKaiser.com or CarmenHunterHealth.com and click on Truth Tribe to join us where you'll be reminded daily that your life has purpose, your story has significance, your dreams count, your voice matters, and you were born to make an impact. You've struggled long enough, the war is won, your solutions are here. It's time to unlearn the lies, untether the prison bars, and unleash your sovereign soul so you can finally be free. See you in the group Truth Seekers and Speakers, and remember your intuition is your light and truth always wins.